The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. and personal with some of your favorite female porn stars on In Bed with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, In Bed showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular female performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to In Bed with Poppy Chulo. Today is Wednesday, May 27th, 2015. Listeners, please welcome our special guest, amateur porn star and a queen of spades, Ms. Felicio Master. Welcome to the show, Felicio Master. Oh, thank you. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? How are you today, Poppy? I'm fantastic because I'm interviewing you. (laughs) Well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm certainly excited to get the chance to pick your brain about the industry. And uh, you've uh, definitely been developing an incredible fan base. So I'm sure all of your hardcore fans and supporters are really excited about getting the chance to get to know a whole lot more about you. Absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm an open book. I can talk to you about anything. Fantastic. Well, let's step into the boudoir and get some of your stats out the way. What's your height and weight? Um, I am 5'5", 150 pounds. What's your ethnic background? Um, Half-blooded American Indian, Cherokee, English, and Irish. What's your zodiac sign? Capricorn. And uh, can you give the listeners your measurements? I am 36, 30, 42. So let's get to know the woman behind the performer. Where are you originally from, Felicio Master? Um, Well, I was born in Tennessee, although I moved to Florida when I was one. So I do claim Florida as my my home. Um, I grew up in central Florida, went to school in Clearwater, and um, lived in Orlando for 10 years, kind of moved around a lot as a child all over the Central Florida area. So let's talk about your childhood. What was Felicio Master like growing up as a kid, as a a teenager? (laughs) As a nerd, I I was really a combination of things. Um, I have a very high IQ, so I was in advanced classes all through school, skipped two grades. Um, I was also a tomboy, so I played powder puff football, I played out on Sundays, I would play football with guys, you know, get out there in the mud and not be afraid to get dirty. I also took modeling courses at John Robert Powers Modeling School, I love horses, muscle cars, I I took auto mechanics and wood shots and was on the weightlifting team, you know, marching band. My marching band went to state competition and won. I was very well-rounded, very eclectic. Um, This was back in the day when, you know, extracurricular classes 
were part of the education system. It's a shame that it isn't anymore, but this, back then it was. You know, we're talking more than 20 years ago. So it was, it was lovely having all the opportunities because I took advantage of everyone I could get. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, I, I was nerdy. I, like I said, I actually had lunch with Ronald Reagan in the White House and the senators when I was a young teenager. Got a trip to Washington, D.C. and got to do that. That was really exciting. And and event, something in your life you'll never forget. You know, nothing will ever compare to having lunch with the president in the White House, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, outside of that, I was any other typical teenage girl, you know. I mean, had a couple boyfriends here and there. Not too much, though, because I was more focused on education. I was like, I was a dean for student, so I didn't really have a lot of extra time to be messing around boyfriends and things like that. I just stuck to my own group of people, and that was that. That's what's up. And can you lead us into what was going on later in your life, in your 20s? Um, well, I got married the first time when I was 18. I had met my first husband when I was 16. We got married when I was 18. Um Unfortunately, our marriage didn't work out. We both married too young, you know, but we parted as really good friends and went on our merry ways. I was divorced um, by the time I was 22. I was a stripper in my early 20s for about four years. That's when I met my second husband. Um, we, you know, fell in love almost instantly and then moved from Florida out to California. Um, I, I tinkered around with a, a various, a bunch of different things in my early 20s, you know, including some drugs. I did cocaine and things like that. But it just, I was able to, say this wasn't working for me and quit. You know, cold turkey. It's been um, 20, 20 years since I touched cocaine. Um, and... I don't know. Stripping was fun. It was an adventure. It, it really taught me how to connect with the male audience, you know, in a, in a mental way and, and all of the eye contact and how to draw your audience in just by watching them and looking at them and making them a part of what you're doing. You know, that was the lesson from stripping. And I made a lot of good friends back then. I'm still in contact with a few of them. Um, it was a hard life, though. You know, it, it definitely came with a lot of a lot of drinking, a lot of long hours, a lot of craziness. But I don't regret it. I don't. I have actually never done anything in my life that I've regretted. I look at everything as an experience or a stepping stone to the next room. That's all. You know. So moved out to California um, 20 years ago and had my two children. Was with my second husband for about 12 years. Um, you know, and up until recently, I was single for eight years, and now I'm married again. So let's talk about the transition into work into the adult industry. How exactly did you get into the adult industry? You know, it, it's so interesting, and I always give credit to the one person who got me started, and that's Sean Dan. Um, he's the one who got me started in the industry. When I separated from my ex-husband and... A little over eight years ago, going on almost nine years ago, um, I was, you know, pooling around adult dating sites and that kind of thing. And I was on a site called 
adult space. And, you know, just chatting with people here and there, because I wasn't really looking for a steady boyfriend or anything like that. So I knew what I was getting into. I knew that it was just a, a sex site, so to speak. So not really, at the time, I had two young children, so I didn't have any time for anything other than that. You know, I had to work full-time and raise two kids. And so I met Sean through that site, and he immediately, he's like, he had seen a couple of my little home videos that I made. And he's like, you should consider, you know, doing porn. And I was like, well, can't really do that right now. You know, I, I'm going through a really horrible divorce at the moment. And I have children, young children, and I don't really want to get involved in that right now. I'll let you know if I change my mind. You know, so he kept on me, and we kept talking and chatting, and we got to know each other as friends. And he, you know, he was persistent, and he's like, one of these days, one of these days. And so, well, when my divorce is final, then we can talk. So, you know, years later, um, my divorce was finally final, and it, and my divorce was final in September. And Sean and I did our first video together. December, and that's when we shot our first DVD, uh, Fuck the Police. I believe that weekend we did three other scenes, too. Like, we were just, whenever Sean and I got together to work, we worked. We didn't mess around. It was all about work. You know, we're sure we'd have fun and smoke weed, and that was back when I used to smoke weed, and, you know, do our thing, but we were all about the business and all about work, work, work. Let's get the product out there, you know? So, and that's how I got started. You got Sean Damn to thanks for that. <laughs> Shout out to Sean Dam. Yes, sir. So, in total, how long have you been in the adult industry? Oh, gosh. But seven years, almost seven years, I believe. I keep losing track, but it's close to seven years now. Very cool. Now, the first time that you shot something, what was going on in your mind? Were there nerves? Was there, was there a little bit of excitement? What was going on in your head that first time that you were recording something on video and that you knew was going to be out there, you know, on a porn site? Um, honestly, my first thought was I hope that I look pretty good at film. <laughs> I don't look stupid, you know, I hope I can do this and do a good product. You know, I'm, I'm Capricorn's a perfectionist by nature, so we don't like anything out there that's not perfect, you know. So there were definitely nerves because I had never done anything like that. And at the time, um, Sean's girlfriend was the one who was our counter person. You know, so here I am, and I'm doing this girl guy right in front of her, and that, so that nervousness was there. And um, being on camera like that, with the, it all set up professionally like that. And it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was nerve-wracking and fun. And I have to say, once we got, once we got started, it was just like natural. It just happened. There was no forcing to it. it. It just came naturally, you know. So the, the nerves went away pretty fast. Sean is really easy to work with, so it, it made the situation a lot easier to do. Let's talk about your poor name, because I'm a big believer in, <laughs> you know, you got to pick the right name. A name is very important in the business. How exactly did you come up with your poor name? I went through a couple different ones. When I first started, I was pretty delicious. That was my name. And that was, that was all right, but um, it's now the name of my production company instead of my name. It's Pretty, pretty Delicious Productions is the name of the, the company I produce under. But 
I went from that to um, Mozart effects. That was one. I've tinkered around with Miss Ecstasy. That didn't work. Um, and the same person who said, you know, that that gave me the idea of Mozart effects. I had, he was a rather endowed man, and he um, I was giving him head one time, and he says, you know, he's like he's like. The way you suck dick is like a symphony on my cock. He says, you should call yourself um, the Mozart of blowjobs. And I was like, huh. And so then he kept going to say that I was um, a master of deep throat. And so that just turned into fellatio master. You know, it went from one to the other. It just kind of went that way. Professionally, though, the only names that people have known me by is Pretty Delicious and Felicia Master, because I had never really used the other two in any of my videos, you know, the only two names I've used for those. Well, I think you made the right choice. Well, thank you. It's kind of limiting. Sean still, every every time I see him, he's like, you should have thought of Pretty Delicious. I'm like, well... It's my company name. Is that good enough? <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's like, but you don't understand us that I know. Glacial Master is kind of limiting because it only speaks of one skill. Yeah. But it's very shooting at the same time. So it, it shoots me, you know. Very true. Let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, what's your most favorite thing to do? Vag, anal, or oral? Oral. Definitely oral. I think and it's that's self-explanatory. Like yeah, I mean that's self-explanatory. But I like to see the the look on their face when I do something to them that no other woman ever asked. You know, I like to see that look. I like, and I I know that you've seen plenty of my videos. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a thing about eye contact and how important that is, and you know the whole go down to the balls and then look up at them and wink and smile. That's kind of my signature move. And, you know, so I, I like that. I like that shock factor. They're like, oh, what? You know, some men have a little too much ego, though. That you know, when I do that to them, they they're like, shit, you made me look small. <laughs> I wasn't really meant for that. <laughs> In a scene, um, what's your favorite sexual position, and does it differ from your favorite position off camera? Um, I have to say. Generally, my favorite sexual position depends on the shape of the dick. It really does. Because if it's, you know, if they have like an upward curving G-spot dick and I'm face down, ass up, it's kind of hitting my tailbone instead of my G-spot. You know, so I'd rather have them in the missionary position or me riding. If they have that downward dog, kind of the downward slope curve to their dick, I like it doggy style where I can throw my ass back on them. I like to throw my ass back on you anyway, you know, so I do like that position and I am in that position a lot just simply because the view is usually a favorite of, you know, the gentleman that I work with, they have to like my booty, so that's, that's more of their choice than mine sometimes, <laughs> you know, it, it really does come down to the shape of the dick for my preference. And of course, we know how a scene ends with the pop shots. In a scene, where do you prefer the pop to land? Um, depending on what position we're in, I, I don't mind facials. It's not that I, I, I've grown to not mind them. How about that? I, I'm not in love with facials, but it is a really big thing. 
it sells more videos, facials. And because I do condom porn, you know, it's really hard to do a cream pie scene because, you know, you have to pull out and kind of squirt on me. You can't really come in me and let me lose it out. So I have to say, I really like it, though, when they pull out and they come all over my ass and I feel a cum just kind of running in between my ass cheeks. There's something about that. I, I, I can't really explain what it is that does it for me, but I actually like that. For the listeners out there that haven't had the chance to see any of your videos, can Shame you... Shame on you. Exactly. <laughs> can you fill them in on uh, a description of your fuck style? Um, all out. Jeez, I don't really... I don't know that I have a set style as to... I just go with whatever. I'm really flexible. Um, you put me in any position you want to just about tie me in a knot. You know, I can put my feet behind my head and you can do me that way. It, it, um, I just, I go with the flow of my partner. Wherever he wants to put me, whatever he wants to do, then I just do. You know, I just, I'm, I'm there to please my partner and make a good team. That's my objective. So whatever that takes, that's what I'm willing to do. Let's talk about your official website, Ms. Felatio Master, XXX.com. Can you yes. fill the listeners in on what they can expect from the website? Um, well, they can expect a variety of things. I do, I have, like I mentioned before, I start producing. So I do have scenes on my website that are produced by me, but I'm not in them. I do have some girl-on-girl content, which I'm hoping to do more girl-on-girl because I am, I'm actually very bisexual and I like to play with women. Um, I have some solo scenes on there. You know, I do squirt, so, you know, I have a lot of archives videos of me playing with myself, which is a big fetish. I'm starting to work on some foot fetish videos because I get requests for them all the time. I have numerous, you know, I mean, in my collection, I probably have three or four hundred videos, three to four hundred videos over the course of the years that I've been doing this. So I have a variety of lots of different scenes. Um, a lot of condom scenes, of course, because I've been condom only for the past four years. But prior to that, there were some guys that I dated that I was with without a condom. There were a couple porn stars that I was with without a condom. You will see some bareback scenes. But the majority of my stuff is condom scenes. Um, lots of deep throats. That is my signature. Um, just about, you know, I, I, I'm down for almost anything that goes. So there's photos. There, I'll be blogging more and more. And I'm going to start scheduling some regular cam shows, whether they be solo or be with my husband, so that we can do, you know, give, give my members a little something extra that everybody else in the world doesn't get. You know, um, so far it's going really well. I mean, I've only had it up now just shy of two months and I am not at all disappointed with it. it I'm every day gathering new members and I love it. I absolutely love it. It's a lot of fun managing my own website. Overall, throughout the time that you've been in the industry, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Um, let's see. Well, I, I, I know I'll probably say his name a hundred times during this interview, but Sean and I always have a blast filming together. That goes without saying. Um, 
Isaiah Maxwell was a blast to shoot with. He's very professional, um, a lot of fun during that shoot. Slimpoke is just a character. You, you can't go wrong with Slimpoke. He's a sweetheart and he's funny as all get out. Um, outside of that, I haven't shot, you know, you are, you are aware of the whole situation in Florida. I don't really care to mention names, but, you know, I mean, some of those scenes weren't bad. It, it, it's horrible that the character of the people wasn't all that great, but the scenes didn't come out so bad. But I don't shoot with a whole lot of industry people. I don't have a lot of industry people that I've shot with. You know, and the main reason is because I don't do bareback. And a lot of people in the, in the industry don't want to shoot with me because of that, which is okay. That's their right. That's their choice. Just like it's my choice to not shoot, you know, without it. So a lot of my people are people that I've known outside of porn, but I've known for years. And I have to say, Jay Dickums now, I forgot to mention him, my apologies to Jay Dickums. He is just a character and a half. Him and my husband are the same age, and I tell you, those two could be best friends, because they're just kids trapped in big boy bodies. You know what I mean? They're just, they're funny, though. And his wife is a blast, dude. She's a lot of fun to be around. Um, Todd Jones, always easy to get along with, and so easy to shoot with. Brandon Harrington, we've become really good friends over the years. Um, we've known each other about a year and a half, actually. And, or no, maybe two and a half. I'm telling you, I'm starting to lose track of years. Maybe two and a half years now. And he's always, you know, we never have any problems on that. We get together, shoot the shit, get the work done. You know, no big deal. Um, Camille was fun to shoot with. The one girl that I haven't seen that I'm on my website with, Camille Lick. She was a lot of fun. Very cute, sexy girl. Um, we probably see more with her and I in the future. That's without a doubt, we both enjoyed each other's time and company. My favorite off out of porn, but he should be in porn. These two guys, Baxter Longwood, he has toyed with the idea of porn, but it, you know his regular career is more important, which I completely respect. Him and I have amazing chemistry together, just because we're really good friends, you know. Um, and Mr. G, I call him Mr. G. He goes by Mandingo eight nine one four seven. Him and I have been shooting together for a few years now, and we do a really great product. He's one of the larger men that I'm with. And the other guy, the last one I'd mention would be, um, I love facials, but we've done the two videos with him. We've remained friends over the years, but we haven't ever been able to get together and do any more scenes. But our videos are really hot. They're um, just oral facial videos. That's his thing. That's all it is. No, no sex. It's just real, true, just honest, hardcore deep throat. Because he's 11 inches by nine inches around, you know, and he's he's rather up there, you know. I, I had a friend that I used to shoot with. He's not in the industry. He's like six foot seven, and we used to do videos. We brought quite a few videos together. Um, but he's not in industry, so you know, never shows his face or anything like that. But him and I have really good. The videos out there too. Who haven't you worked with that's on your must do list? Oh my god, now that list is kind of long. <laughs> uh, let's say topping off that list is Prince Yashua. I mean, he's been on my list for a minute. So I really want to work with him. Um, Rob Piper, 
I, I was really trying to get with him in January, but, you know, he schedule didn't allow it, which is fine. And we'll make that happen eventually. Um, Jack Black would be fun to work with. I, I would actually enjoy doing a scene. I finally got to meet Lexington Steele in January, and I would enjoy doing a scene with him. Shawn Michael wouldn't mind doing a scene with Shawn Michael. Um, let me see. Jason Brown. I, I know that he's exclusive to Black.com now, but I really have wanted to do a scene with him for quite some time. I, I find him really exciting. Um, who else? Oh, um, he changes his name all the time. So I, I don't know what to call it exactly. It's Carlos or Carlitos. Or, he changes his Twitter name a lot. He goes by A-Dub. 5G, I believe it is, on Twitter. And him and I, you know, we, we BS back and forth and everything. But he, he always talks about when he's over in California, we're going to do a scene together. That would be fun. Just because we've gotten to become really good friends. I'd like to work with Mind Freak and the Freaky Crew, you know, and do some work with them. That would be a lot of fun. I'm trying to think. Who else? That's the top list ones. There's more, but those are the top listers, you know, as far as the ones that I'm really looking to work forward with, you know, that I haven't worked with yet. Those are definitely the ones. You know, there were a couple others that were on the list, but I kind of removed them from the list and I lost interest kind of thing. But those gentlemen that I've mentioned, those have been on my list for a minute, a real long minute too. So I would definitely like to push it. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. You should slap me. Dirk Huge, for sure. Him and I have spoken a, a couple of times. That would be wonderful. And, oh my God, I'm losing, I'm losing my mind. I took a picture of it with him. And I cannot remember his name. He's going to slap me. Um, I took a picture of him with Avian. He's absolutely gorgeous. He's like body built, light skin. Oh, oh my God. You know who you are, and I apologize that I have forgotten your name at this very moment. But I know who you are. <laughs> Sorry. I'm apologizing to you outwardly because if you hear me, then you may know who you are. I'm apologizing. We'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> Do you watch your own scenes? Do I watch my own scenes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I edit my own content, so I definitely have to watch it. You know, I watch all my own porn. For sure. Was it difficult having to see yourself in the beginning, or was it something that was, you know, something that you could easily get comfortable with seeing? You know, I'm my biggest critic. I am so hard on myself um, that I'm, I'm harder to please than anybody else. Like, I, when I watch my content, I look for what I could have done better or what would have been the better camera angle or whatever, you know. So I'm not that it's hard to watch it. I'm just hypercritical when I watch it. So I'm always looking for ways to improve it. When I watch my porn, that's all. I look for, okay, well, next time I'm going to do this different. Next time I'm going to do this. Or next time I'm going to put the lighting here, put the cameraman here, or try to get this angle. Oh, we missed that, you know. I, I look at porn more from an analytical standpoint, I guess, you know, more than an enjoyment standpoint. Now it's time to head under the covers and talk about what really goes on on a set. 
And uh, my question for you is, what is your trick to making a guy come? Um, you know, I don't know that I have a trick because every man's different, you know, and it, it helps to know your your co-star a little bit. Um, but some men come from oral, some men come from badge, some men come from, you know, some, it's an aesthetic thing. And being that the man is generally in control of his orgasm, no woman needs a trick for that. It's really, it's a mental thing. You know, so I can't mentally control the man. I'm going to give the man everything I've got in my scene. I'm going to go all out on my oral. I, you know, I stay very tight. Actually, I use my kegel ball. So I'm really tight. I can really like do an elevator step on a dip, you know, and just like really squeeze down. My ass stays tight. I, I do a lot of squats and everything, which just increases my ass muscles, which in turn tightens my anal cavity. Um, so I, I don't know that I have a trick. I, I have a couple moves that sometimes surprise people. And they're like, holy shit, what did you do? You know, and all of a sudden they're popping before they're ready. But a lot of times men that aren't prepared for my oral game will come so fast they don't even realize they're coming. You know, just because it's that, it's, it's that insane. Like, especially when I go down, and I, I also have a, a trick that I do where I put the dick and the balls in my mouth at the same time, you know, and they're just like, holy crap, what did you just do, you know? So, um, I, I did make a man come in 36 seconds one time, and he, he talked a big game beforehand, and and we have him on video, 36 seconds. It was like, he didn't know what hit him. <laughs> so, I wouldn't say that it's trick so much as just reading your partner is really the key to getting a man to come it's just reading your partner and knowing what they like and what they don't like speaking of come how many times do you actually come when you're doing a scene um that again varies it, it depends on my position and um I said sometimes I come only once depending on the length of the scene sometimes I come three or four times I, I mean my husband and I, when we do a scene, should I have come when he almost sticks his dick in me. Of course, it's different, you know, because we have, well, of course, I love him, you know, so he just spikes me walking across the room. But um, in some of my scenes, I mean, I, I've gone a long time and maybe only come one or twice, once or twice, and sometimes I've come three or four times. There's not really a set number at all. It's in the, the mood, the the feeling, the, the how, you know, how horny I am, too. I mean, if I've talked out three scenes already that day, about a fourth one, I'm like, you're, you're going to get one come out of me, and that's about it, you know, because I'm about tapped out, so. Has a performer ever surprised you? Has there been a performer that you were going to do a scene with, and maybe you expected them to just be, you know, a decent scene partner, and they ended up being an amazing fuck? Um... No, I, I don't think so. I, I've been disappointed by my partners in my scenes, but I don't think anybody's like blown me away. Like, oh my god, it was, you know, I try not to put expectations on people. You know what I mean? I, I try to. I can watch their videos and I can see them perform and this and that, but I try to go into it where it's like, let's. Like, I'm going to build this off of. Okay, I know what you're capable of. Now let's see what we can do together. You know, so I try not to put 
expectation because expectation generally just leads to disappointment. So I can't say that I was like blown away by anybody. You know, I, I just took it as it was and whether it was good or bad or really great, it just, I went with it, you know? What's the most awkward thing about having sex on camera? Um, hmm, awkward. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, I'm just an exhibitionist. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't get anything sexual awkward. I would say the only awkward thing would be is if he can't get his dick card. That would make it awkward because, you know, I'd say I'm going and going and going and, and giving it all I got and he's not getting hard. Again, that's a mental thing. That has nothing to do with me. That has to do with him. And that's when it becomes awkward because you can see the frustration in my face. I'm just like, I'm bored. <laughs> you need to get up or get out. You know, that comes, becomes my attitude. So that's when it becomes awkward. Outside of that, I, I haven't really had any awkward moments. You know, I mean, unless, of course, they're using fake cum and I've got to play that off. That's really awkward for me because I'm not a faker. You know, and I, I really am not a fan of having to fake shit. So that was awkward, too. And when I work with certain people and they all use fake cum, I was Really? This is just getting ridiculous now. You know, so that was awkward. <laughs> I want to move into some questions about some of the serious issues in the industry, and I want to, in particular, talk about condoms with you okay. because mm -hmm. you've uh, made a point of uh, specifically doing scenes with condoms. Mm -hmm. So, my question for you is. Uh, why did you decide to go the condom route when there are many sites out there that are embracing condomless scenes? Um, it's, it's a personal choice. I, you know, I was, like I said, in, when I first started out, I, I died what I was seeing, and then the two porn stars that I did do scenes with without condoms, <clears throat> I just, I, there was things I found out that were being done off and the guys that I was seeing were doing a lot of, you know, shady stuff. And the numbers just don't add up in my head. And I'm a mathematical whiz. I mean, I'm, calculus was my bitch. You know what I mean? And so when the numbers don't add up, you start subtracting. So it's really that simple. And I just didn't see it was worth the risk. I, I have been a single mom for years. I have two children that are dependent upon me being safe and healthy and living a very, very long time, you know, and I just decided it wasn't worth the risk to do that because I know for fact that a lot of the guys in amateur porn, which is the realm that I'm in, I know a lot of them get their, you know, their co-stars from, you know, the lifestyle, the swinger lifestyle, and they specifically look for these couple couples and things that deal in the lifestyle, bareback, you know, because they figure uh, they'll do, they'll go to an orgy gangbang party and fuck everybody without a condom. Why won't they fuck me without a condom? But then they turn around and bring it back to people in the, who are doing porn without condoms and they're risking, you know, not only taking risks with themselves, they're taking risks with others. And I just decided it wasn't worth the risk. It, I, I can trust what's been in my pussy, but I can't trust where your dick has been. And, I also, I started volunteering some of my time at HIV center because I wanted to know the real risk involved in that, you know, the risk compared from oral 
without the condom compared to penetration with the condom and that kind of thing. And, and the more I learned, the more skeptical I got about going without. I was like, yeah, it's just not. You know, and I, I know for a fact that the test is only good the day it's taken, the minute it's taken. You know, because if you get your test done, you could leave there right, right then and there and you could leave the site and go have sex with somebody that night and contract something, but you wouldn't know it. You, and then even if you get tested every two weeks, and you know, an FTD could take nine to 90 days to show up. HIV can take six months to 10 years to show up. And weed smokers are, are known to keep the HIV virus more dormant in their blood. You know, so the different information that I was getting from doctors and, and the things that I was learning about men's offset that were then bringing it back to set, you know, and taking risks. And I was just like, yeah, no, I'm cool. I, I think that I'll just go with condom and... I think that my videos will still sell because of who I am and the way I perform in a video. And it's been proven true. My, my videos have no problem selling. My website is doing great. I have got many requests for tons. Many people will hit me up to shoot with me. You know, I'm just very selective in who I want to shoot with. So. I completely respect and understand your answer. I'm sure a couple of listeners out there that have been following your career, though, are probably saying to themselves... But hasn't she done two condomless scenes? And you gave a fantastic answer on your blog site. So can mm-hmm. you sort of share that response to anyone out there that's like, but I think I've seen her do condomless before. Uh, like I said, I, I did when I first started out. I, I have done scenes with two different foreign talents without condoms. And there were a few guys that I was seeing on a regular basis, you know, that I did without condoms. And, Again, it just been, it just was too much of a risk, so I decided to just end it. It, it was just that simple. It was, the risk wasn't worth worth it in the long run, you know what I'm saying? So I decided the condoms was the only way to be. That would that way I could at least go to bed at night knowing that I did everything I could to prevent catching an STD or worse HIV, and that was the reason I went with condoms. And yes, you will see scenes out there. And they were all before 2010. I haven't done anything since then without a condom. Actually, early 2011, my apologies. Um, I quit January 2011. And that was when the last time I did a bareback scene was with the second porn star that I'd done scenes with. And he was... The two porn people that I did scenes with, actually, without condom, are the main reason, are two of the main reasons that I stopped going without. And it's only because I know for a fact the stuff that they were doing offset and with just anybody and everybody and, and how heavily involved in the swinger lifestyle that they were and that they were just meeting up with swingers and going to parties and things like that and, and meeting and having sex without tests. And, and they even told me this themselves. And, hey, well, you know, I just drunk and got together with her and you know, I trusted her because I've been talking to her online for a year. And I was like, well, did you ask for a test? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, well, you know, guess what? <laughs> You'll never be with me again without a condom. You know, so that's just reckless. So that, there is, I don't deny my previous, you know, videos. And you'll see them. They're out there. You know, I have, they will be up on my website, you know, too. They will be posted on my website eventually. And I don't deny what I did. But. I'm glad that I put my foot down and said no more. 
You know, it just isn't worth the risk, so I choose not to do it. Is there a misconception or myth about porn performers that you would like to dispel? Oh, my God. Yeah, there's a few. Um, number one, and I'm going to speak for all the females out there, and I'm sure they will agree to this. Because we do porn does not mean that's all we are. It's just a fuck hole for your dick. Okay? Don't send us your dick pictures and our DMs on Twitter and Instagram or Facebook or wherever. Don't hit us up going, okay, when's my next time, horse, what, whatever, you know, in the, the derogatory way they speak to us. It's ridiculous. The idea that porn people live, eat, and breathe sex is ignorant. A lot of us are parents. Single parents, involved parents, married parents, whatever. A lot of us are parents. A lot of us have degrees in college. We're far from ignorant. We do this because we enjoy it or we have a knack for it or we have a natural talent for it. But that doesn't make us any less of human beings, okay? We don't wake up in the morning and go, okay, it's fuck all day. It's not like that. Our world does not revolve around that one singular thing. Our world is a multitude of different roads and streets and avenues we have to go down, and porn is just one of them. And I really wish that people would stop viewing porn stars and porn talent as nothing more than, oh, well, you just fuck for a living, so you have no value. You know, we have a lot of value as human beings, as very much so human beings. Um, I, another one... I, <laughs> I'm thinking that I, I get this all the time, like, like guys will hit me up to do a scene or whatever, and I'll, I'll tell them what, you know, what it costs to do that. Well, I don't pay for sex and this and that. And the whole mentality that we don't pay for sex, when the reality is we all pay for sex in one way or the other. But you're hitting up someone who does this for a living. Do you honestly think that they're going to do it for free? <laughs> We do get paid for doing this, obviously. We're not just going to do it for free for anybody, you know. So that would be another myth that you're actually going to get with a porn star for free and you get offended when they tell you, no, you got to pay for it. Um, and uh, I can't say this goes for everybody, but I, I would say, you know, don't think that porn stars are easy. We're not all so easy. Some are. I'm not saying some aren't. But we're not so easy, and we get to be picky and choosy, and we we have the right to say no. If we don't want to, we don't want to. We don't have to explain it. We just don't want to, you know? And be polite. Of all things, my God, especially to the women. I see this across the board, how guys speak to women in porn and the trash talk they talk and the comments, what, and all this stuff. And just stop it. You know, we're still women. Would you talk to your mother, your aunt, your cousin, your daughter, your niece? Would you talk to them that way? And if they started doing porn, would that change the way you talk to them? Because that's ridiculous. At the end of the day, we're women. You know, and you came from a woman. So act right and treat us like women. That that would be the, I guess I would wrap it up in a nutshell right there. You know? I could go on for days, but we'll leave it at that. Let's move away from the serious stuff and let's have some pillow talk and talk candidly about sex and sexuality. And I want to talk about your relationship because you 
as you mentioned earlier in the interview, are recently married. Congratulations. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So can you fill the listeners in on how you met your husband? Um, we met through an agent named Robbie Nelson, and he introduced us through Twitter. Um, my husband at the time went by the name Javante Brown, and he's new to the industry. And I, we were just introduced to do a theme together. That was it. And him and I started chatting a little bit on Twitter and exchanged phone numbers and then started talking. And before we'd actually met in person, he'd already told me, like, I was like, you're, I'm falling in love with you and this and that. And, and then we spent some time together. We met in Vegas this past January at the ABN. We met on Thursday, I believe the 23rd. Friday the 22nd, Thursday the 22nd of January, and we were married on Sunday the 25th. So it literally was, we hadn't even known each other a week, but we knew of each other a week, but we'd only been together for like three days prior to getting married. It was just one of those things, you know, I've done the long engagement. I have been married twice before, so I've done the, oh, let's be engaged for a while, let's let's live together for a while, I've done all of that. And those didn't work out. So I figured, you know what? I, I'm 46. And if this is meant to be, it's meant to be. I'm, I'm just going to act with my heart and let's go for it. And that was that. We literally, we fell in love with one another. Before we even consummated any sexual, anything between us, we would walk up and down the strip and we would just lay in bed and just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And we did a whole lot of talking before we ever had sex for the first time. So when the chemistry, our first sexual time together, the chemistry was off the wall crazy. You know, it is, I think we had sex the first time for over two hours. It was insane. This just couldn't, couldn't stop, you know. And I'm glad it didn't stop. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. It was, um, I, I love him very much. I'm, I'm head over heels in love with this guy. And, you know, he knows it. I know it. The world knows it. The, my friends say that I have a different glow on my face, but I than I have for years, you know. Um, like any other marriage, it has its ups and downs, but it's definitely worth it. It's, you know, if you're not afraid to put your heart out there, then it's definitely worth it. Very awesome. That's so great to hear. I love it when people are in love, so that's amazing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm all sentimental, sentimental and mushy, but I agree. <laughs> Obviously, he knew you were a performer. He was actually going to be doing a scene with you, and he has done scenes with you on your site. So, mm-hmm. was that something that made the relationship more attractive for you because you knew exactly that he knew what you did and that he was accepting of it? Um, yeah, it, it actually did because I knew that if I were going to be in a serious relationship with anybody, they would have to be in the business without a doubt. They, they would have to be a part of the business in one way or another to understand what I do. And so that definitely was icing on the cake, you know, because he had, he, you know, we both have our little jealous bones, you know. I, I don't like to admit that I have some jealousy, but I do. And he has some jealousy sometimes towards, you know, with some of my co-stars too and you know we're both human that's that's human nature there's nothing to be ashamed of in that um 
but it definitely made it easier because then I can talk, I can talk to him and just be completely 100% open with him about everything. And I have no worries about what the reaction is going to be because he's more open to that lifestyle. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? When I saw my first porno? When you saw the first porn that you ever saw in your life. When I was a teenager, I saw Deep Throat as Linda Lovelace was my first porn. Yep, that was my first porn. I, I can't remember the exact age, but I was a teenager. I couldn't have picked a more appropriate title for for it to be <laughs> your first one. I know, right? <laughs> no, you know, no wonder I ended up right at. <laughs> exactly, that's too funny. In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? Oh, you know, my opinion is different. The majority of my fans would say my ass. They're, they love my ass. I like my eyes and my smile. That's definitely, I, I, I like my eyes. They change color and, you know, they're pretty. I'm, I'm going to say that. I think I have very pretty eyes. I have a smile that's very inviting. I like to smile. So... I, um, and I like my butt, too. I, I'm a woman who likes a butt on a girl, too. I don't like flat bottoms, so, um, I'd say in that order. My eyes, my smile, my hair. I like my hair. <laughs> it's kind of different, you know. It's not like everybody else's, so I like that, too. And on the flip side of that, in your opinion, what part of the male body is the sexiest and why? Oh, my God. Okay. I, I, that, that, I can't say what part's my favorite because it's kind of like a package thing, okay? I love, again, I'm a man, I love the same, the eyes, I, I like bedroom eyes that just kind of like draw you in, you know, and the kissable, suckable lips, like those nice freaking lips you just want to wrap your mouth around. That turns me on crazy. A nice muscular chest, great abs, and that V. That V on a man that leads right down to the joystick. That V is like, I just want to lick it with my tongue from back and forth and upwards and downwards. And I like solid muscular legs, too. I, I mean, I like a well-built man. I like a muscular, toned man. You don't have to be huge muscular, but you need to be muscular. Nice stomach. That, that, in that order. <laughs> Like, from head to toe, I gotta go from... It's a whole package for me. It's not one thing over the other. It's definitely the whole package for me that does it. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Fellatio Master. Um, I happen to be an amazing cook. I, I do catering. Also, that a lot of people may not know that I actually used to have a catering business. Um, I don't really have much time for it anymore, but I do love to do it. I knit and crochet, <laughs> and I actually paint also. I'm very artistic, um, both in food and anything I can do with my hands. I'm very good at doing things with my hands, which has always been a scale of mine. And I would say most people don't know I have a 160 IQ. I've got to ask, because I'm a foodie, what's your most favorite thing, or what's the best dish that you can cook? Um, 
Oh, my goodness. You know, I have more than one that's really off the chain. I make a mean fettuccine Alfredo. I love Italian food. So I, I really learned. I used to work in an Italian restaurant when I was younger, and I learned authentic Italian, the actual way to make proper Alfredo sauce. But I have to say, appetizers, I have a knack for edible things. Go figure. You know, but the little bite-sized little nibbles. I, I make art out of food. And baking. I could make anything sweet, yummy. You know, I, I just, I really, my mother was a baker and she had a, just a natural gift for it. And she was the one that taught me how to cook when I was five years old. And I am ever so thankful to her for it, you know. Um, Southern food, being that I'm from the South, I like to throw down in the kitchen with some good old Southern food, some greens and fried chicken and macaroni cheese and cornbread and, you know. So, but yeah, my, my fettuccine Alfredo is really off the chain. My husband likes my soup. I make a bunch of different kinds of soups and he really likes my soup. He's like, man, I could eat soup all day. So, Very cool. Sounds, sounds fantastic. Uh, I love food, so. <laughs> yeah, so do I. <laughs> Yeah, so that's amazing. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. Hmm. Um, energetic, passionate, honest, hardworking, um, dedicated, loyal, a true friend, And committed to my beliefs. I might have went 12 words. <laughs> it's okay. You're fellatio master. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to sit one or two extra, right? <laughs> exactly. As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of five questions that are pop culture oriented that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. The first one is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Oh my goodness. Okay. I love crime, crime mystery type things. So, I will say, I love the show Numbers. Because um, it's mathematical and everything, I love that. I like the show Revenge. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> um, let's see. I also like superhero shows, so I love Arrow. Um, I love cooking shows, and out of all the cooking shows, I would have to say Top Chef Junior. I think it's called, right? Master Chef Junior, my colleague. It's really, with the little kids, I just, I so connect to that. I love that show. And one more. Hmm. Let me think. One more show that I absolutely love would be, I have so many. I have so many shows that I absolutely love. Uh, you know what, Shark Tank, I know, but it's that entrepreneur thing. Country was built on entrepreneurs, and I like seeing people putting their hard work out there and going for it. 
Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Uh, now this is about to, you're about, I'm about to state my age right here and right now. Okay, so I love the Eagles. Gotta say, love the Eagles. Um, I also really, really like Alanis Morissette. Um, I also. I don't know. I know the genre. I don't know a lot of the names. I love jazz music. I listen to a lot of jazz blues music, but I don't know a lot of the names. So I can't really say name. I'll just say a genre. And I like KEM. So that's four. <laughs> what are three of your most favorite films? Three of my favorite films. And this is really going to make you laugh. Okay, I love the sound of music. Like Bush's little girl, absolutely, absolutely love it. I love Shawshank Redemption, and I love um, see another one that I absolutely just can't get enough of. Radio. Love that movie. I don't know how many times I've watched it, but I love it. Since we were talking about food earlier, I've got to ask, what are two foods you can't live without? Um, hmm. Two foods can't live without. Um, pomegranate seeds. It's going to get enough of those wrong things. And chicken. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> what is one of your guilty pleasures? Oh my god. Only one? <laughs> <laughs> um, cigars. So, I can kind of go without that. My guilty pleasure is probably champagne mimosas. I like my mimosas. I, I gave up hard liquor years ago, but I like mimosas. What's next for Fellatio Master? What can the listeners and your fans out there anticipate from you as we head into the summer? Uh, well, if, if all goes well, let's hope that we're going to see something with me in print, for sure. I am stepping more into the production angle, so I will start producing more of other people. I am looking to work with some other women. I'm actually looking to find more women who would like to work with some of the men that I already know and have good working rapport with. Um, looking possibly to get a group of people together and get a booth and everything in Exotica in Dallas in August. That is on the schedule. That's in the planning. Um, and hopefully, 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 one of these days, get to Europe. I, I have a large European following, and I believe that that would be fun. And I'm also looking, I'm trying to look at the logistics of it, of two different things. I want to do an online and live kind of class of, of oral classes, like dick-sucking classes. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out the logistics of how I can do that, you know, because it's it, it a lot of charge for certain things, you know, so you have to be really careful. There's loopholes. And I also like to... Um, off the beaten track, I'd like to do my other business, a, a different type of business and, and open some, I, I'm not going to say what type of gym, but it's going to be a type of gym that needs to be open in certain areas. And 
I do have other interests other outside of porn. So those are things you can look forward to, hopefully by the end of the year. And maybe you never know. I might end up in da- in Las Vegas, living in Las Vegas. Uh, my youngest son has one more year of high school. So when that's all said and done, I, I might be moving to Las Vegas. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, official websites, your blog site, all the goodies? Um, I, I am all over the place, too. Let's see. We'll start with my website. is MissFellatioMasterXXX.com. My Twitter is at FellatioMaster. My Instagram and my Tumblr are both FellatioMaster. My blog spot is MissFellatioMaster.blogspot.com. Um, you can find my fan page on Facebook, Fellatio Master. I do have a Miss Fellatio Master profile on Facebook, but it's not open to public searching. I kind of close. I have a lot of stalkers and crazy people, so I keep certain things kind of private. Um, let me think. Is there anything else? You got my Tumblr, my Twitter, my Instagram, my website, a blog spot. <laughs> I'm kind of all over the place. Oh, I'm on X Hamster also, Felicia Master on X Hamster, but I don't really have too much content on there. Some, but I, I haven't really updated any new content in a while. I have some photos on there. And I believe that's it. That's the best place to get a hold of me. Yeah. My website, my email, of course, is MissFelatioMaster at Gmail. People can contact me there. That is that's on my Twitter. You know, I have a wish list through Amazon, all, all that stuff. My fans can feel free to buy me anything on my wish list anytime they want. I love gifts. (laughs) Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters out there? Uh, I just want to thank you all for everything that you do and for all your support and your love and appreciation for what I do. I'm going to keep doing what you like to see me do. And I hope that, you know, you feel free enough to, don't be afraid to send me an email. If, if if you see something on my website and you're like, I'd really like to see more of this, or can you possibly do something like this? Hey, you know, I'm open to suggestions. I can take constructive criticism well. Um, I I do what I do because I, I'm good at it, and it's fun, and I love it, and I do do it for my fans. So, again, thank you all, because without you, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And nobody in porn would be without their fans. So I deeply appreciate everything you have done for me and continue to do for me. And just keep supporting. I'm going to keep doing so you can keep supporting. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview, Felicio Master. Well, thank you, Poppy. You know, it's been a pleasure. I've waited a little minute to do this interview after our first little tidbit back last May. So it was really, I I love talking to you and I love interviewing with you. It, It was A great pleasure and an honor to be on your show. Likewise, and the door is certainly open for more. Whenever you want to come back, uh, we'd love to have you back so that we can continue chatting about uh, your experiences and your journey throughout the adult industry. Absolutely. I'm down for it. Whenever you want to have me back, just let me know, and I'll be more than willing to talk to you again. 
Sounds great. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into In Bed with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of In Bed with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. Felicio Master and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to In Bed with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular female performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>